In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear brethren, some Sundays ago, I spoke to you about the fourth commandment of the law of God. Honor thy father and thy mother. We saw that this commandment implies the sacred duties of the children towards their parents. Love, respect, and obedience. And we saw that the fourth commandment also implies the sacred duties of the parents towards their children. Nourishment and education, which means the care of both soul and body. And this commandment is very, very important in the eyes of God. However, there is yet another dimension in the fourth commandment that we need to talk about. We saw what pertains to parents and children. But in order to be complete in our exposition, we have to talk about other duties, which also pertain to the fourth commandment, the duties of husband and wife. So we see that the fourth commandment is truly the commandment of the family. We have to understand that we will never have peace in our homes, peace in our families, if we don't try to observe faithfully this commandment. We can easily observe that between husband and wife, there is no equality, but complementarity. Husband and wife are different physiologically, emotionally, and also in the roles they have inside the family. To the husband belongs the honor and the responsibility to be the head of the family. His duties are mainly to guide his wife and his children, to provide food, clothing, and for any other need they may have, and also to administer wisely the patrimony of the family. And the husband would sin gravely if he were to afflict his wife with abusive or derogatory words, or if he were to strike her gravely. He would also sin gravely if he were to neglect the governance of the house or refuse to support his wife. 
if you were to be absent for a long time without a just cause, or if you were to impede his wife to accomplish the commandments of God or the commandments of the church. This is for the husband. The wife on her side should obey her husband in those matters pertaining the governance of the house and good morals. She should also pay careful attention to the home and to the education of the children. But here it is important to point out that the wife is not a servant, but a companion. She has also her authority, but under the authority of her husband. And the wife would sing bravely if she were to provoke her husband to great anger with quarrels or other words. If she were to spend a large sum of money of the common fund against the will of her husband. If, despising her husband, she would claim mastery over him. Or if she would take upon herself the management of the house, unless it became necessary for her to take upon herself those duties. St. Paul the Apostle says, Husbands, love your wives. Wives, respect your husbands. So we learn that the main virtue of a husband toward his wife should be love. And the main virtue of a wife toward her husband should be respect. Even though the husband also has to respect his wife. And the wife has to love her husband. Of course. So these spouses should love and respect each other. And they should also have a life in common. And be attentive to the needs of each other. Especially in regards to what we call the marital right which should not be denied unless there is a just cause. And let me remind you that this very delicate domain of the marital right must be subordinated to the law of God, to the way God intended things to be. So love and respect each other. Share a life in common. 
and be attentive to the needs of each other. These are the common duties for both husband and wife. <clears throat> My brethren, I bring these things to you so you may make an examination of conscience and see if things in your marriage are in the right order. <clears throat> Because it is important for us to stop sometimes and ask ourselves if we are being faithful to our vocation. <clears throat> I don't want you pointing the finger to your spouse. My intention is that you ask yourself Yourself, am I pleasing God in my vocation? This is the question I want you to ask today. Am I pleasing God? Because we cannot continue to try to justify our own mistakes by pointing out the mistakes of someone else. What I mean is that it's not because your husband is not trying his best to be a good husband that you should give up in trying to be the, the best wife you can be. It's not because your wife perhaps is not trying her best to be a good wife that you should give up in trying to be the best husband you can be. You will respond to God for what you do. If your spouse neglects the commandment of God, it doesn't mean that you are not obliged on your side to keep this same commandment. It doesn't matter if you have a good spouse or not. On your side, You have to try your very best, with the help of God, to be a good spouse yourself. And we can see this very profound lesson about Christian marriage in the life of St. Rita of Cassia, whose memory the Church celebrates today. Following the wish of her parents, the young Rita married a young man called Ferdinando. The early biographers say that he was a very proud man, abusive in his words and negligent in his religious duties. Yet, Santa Rita tried, day by day, to be the best wife she could be. Was it easy for her? Of course not. But with the grace of God, she did it. With a lot of prayer, patience, and humility. Prayer, 
patience, and humility. Whenever he became angry, Rita tried to sweeten his temper, sometimes by silence, or sometimes she waited until his anger was over, and then she tried to talk to him. And by her perseverance in being a good wife, in spite of all that she had to suffer, her husband began to change. That's the power of prayer. That's the power of holiness. He finally, he finally opened his eyes and realized how bad he was treating his wife. And how much this disrespect towards her offended God himself. For a time, Santa Rita's husband was a real cross for her. But even though he was not the best husband he could be, she always tried to be the best wife she could be. Because she knew that in this way, she was pleasing God. So my brethren, if you have difficulties in your marriage, I tell you today, follow the example of Santa Rita and ask her powerful intercession. For your spouse, yes, but for you especially, that you may be faithful to your duties until the end, that you may be a good spouse, as God wants you to be. Let us not listen to the diabolical voice of the world, which says that marriage is disposable. That we can throw it away and get a new one, just like that. No. My brethren, marriage is one. Marriage is for life. If there are problems in the marriage, let's try to fix them. So I would encourage husband and wife. To start praying together, praying together, it will make things change for better. So, dear husbands and wives, just to try to start again with more love and respect for each other. Not point the finger but trying to be more faithful yourself to your own vocation. Your vocation is your path to heaven. So if you are married, God expects you to be holy inside your marriage. He expects you to be a holy husband, a holy wife. Remember, Remember, your vocation 
is your path to heaven. St. Rita of Kasia, model for Christian spouses, pray for us. Amen.